0: Welcome to Building Body, Mind, Soul. Find us online at ironmartialartsonline.com. It's a complete package for fitness, health, martial arts, parenting, psychology, meditation, spirituality, and more. We really are building body, mind, and soul. Hello, Ryan from Building Body, Mind, Soul here at IronMartialArtsOnline.com. Let's go ahead and get into today's podcast segment for psychology and our evolutionary psychology and self-psychology piece for the idea of trust versus monitoring. This is a great little um, side topic I think that is a, a nice thread in the world of psychology and just human relationships, even not just we 're going to talk about it more in the family sense in the you know uh, the parental aspect with your children, but I think this applies greatly towards anyone who is mentoring somebody else, um, even in the workplace, uh, in any kind of a training setting, um, or just you know again parents um, as they are many things to their children, a mentor being one of them, hopefully. And this is, you know, you can kind of coin this, the trust versus tracking discussion. So how much do you trust someone? How much do you track them? And again, you can you can take multiple angles on this in the workplace or, you know, for spouses and relationships. But really, let's go ahead and focus on parents and, and children and in and, and the parent-child relationship uh, setting in the home. And this is basically, you know, in a nutshell, how much are you willing to let your child at whatever age at whatever level um, roam free whatever that means for a 5, 10, 15, 20 year fifteen, twenty-year-old, and how much of them do you need to closely follow and quote track them so I think the important thing is to, to to be able to discuss this intelligently with your child because this comes up whether people don't call it trust versus tracking and they don't say we're gonna have a discussion on, you know, trust versus monitoring you today or this week about that party or going, you know, sleeping over a friend's house or going on this field trip or whatever. Um, What parents do is they basically will go ahead and make decisions that are either unilateral or bilateral and it will either be one-sided their way or it will be something that's mutually discussed and agreed upon between the child and the parent obviously this happens every day without even thinking about it what i would start with is before even addressing how to divvy it up for what's worth trusting and what's worth tracking for your child it's really important that you make sure you have. The, the intentional parenting skills of talking about what talking about why you make one-sided decisions and why you make mutual shared decisions and and actually using the phrases I'm deciding this or we can decide this one together because it starts to distinguish for children that there will be Things that come up that are your choice and things that are more their choice or, you know, our choice, you know, mutual. And addressing why and and making the separation and addressing the why seems to be controversial in parenting. But it's it's really important that you don't fall down the slippery slope of saying, because I said so, or don't question what I say, just trust me. Because that can become a double-edged sword for trust-building skills for children to have with adults um, you know, uh, in the future. So you want – I mean think about it this way. Even if you might want to say that sometimes to your son or daughter, do you really want them to just never passively question what another adult tells them? Because in the world of tech and the internet, there's a million voices out there, and in just there's you know, other parents and other older brothers or siblings or older sisters in the community. There's older there's older people in the community, right? That are you know adolescents or or you know young adults or just parents of other kids. You might not want them just passively uh, or, or actively accepting and not passively questioning what other adults say. You want independent, critical thought process. You just don't want it to get in your way of parenting. So the first thing to address is to have intentional parenting, to go ahead and separate, you know, why some things are one-sided decisions, why some things can be mutual joint decisions, and that there is that separation and and addressing the why, and not just saying, because I say, just trust me, because we know that becomes a double-edged sword later on. And, an easy way you can go ahead and start out for doing more of trusting is just asking yourself, you know, is this, you know, a little thing or a big thing? Because often we track little things and we micromanage children the way our bosses maybe micromanage us at work. This just happens. This is just, this is just bound to happen at some point. And trust could be the little things like little small chores that they're supposed to do, cleaning their room, making their bed. And at some point, you should get to a point where you're not having to double and triple check these things. You just trust that they did it. And every now and then you do like, you know, what I would call a surprise check. But this idea of constant micromanaging, it will get exhausting for you. It will get irritating for them. And so giving them this this level of trust for what, what I would call um, low, uh, you know, You know, low-level things is is a good way to start out, and I think also making sure you use little lies as a way to build you know to catch their little lies, which kids give little lies all the time, Um, at least most of them do, and you can actually use that as a great trust builder too, to immediately point out when they lie and say, "I would have trusted you on this topic or on doing this thing if you had just." you know, I, I would have I would have trusted you if you know for telling me that you made this mistake or you didn't do it. If you had just told me the first time, I would not have been upset if you just told me the first time. So even if they're giving you these little white lies of oh yeah I did that or no I didn't do that and you know it's a lie, then you want to go ahead and you want to catch that. But if you address it positively and say wow and you point out openly and immediately, I would have I would not have been upset if you just told me the first time. Um, but you know you know now you, you you kept it from me and you lied and then you know that that ruins your chance for getting to you know do something on your own next time and i think we kind of, these things are obvious that what we're what we're saying and what we discuss here but i don't know how often parents are, are saying it spelling it out loud to children and i think it's really important to say it out loud making sure by the way we can, you know using that tactic making sure we control our own reactions to bad news is just as important because if you're gonna go ahead and and build trust um, even on low-level things with children especially younger children it's really important that when they do come forward to you and they say oh yeah I broke like the antique vase in the living room you don't freak out because controlling your own anger or your own reaction to bad news is is critical right if you're gonna go ahead and you know be able to to give that line I would not have been upset if you just told me the first time so I think even as toddlers, um, I mean, I mean, even think, you know, in terms of, you know, trust is more than, you're, you're going to spell it out. In parenting, we do spell it out when they become school age. But I would argue trust starts even during, like, infancy and toddlerhood. The first time, you know, as they start walking, they're, you know, they fall over. And, you know, they're walking with you in the beginning. You're holding their hand. You're there to catch them if they fall. The concept of trust is like ingrained, built into their brain with you. It's just that when they get to school age, we are discussing the concepts more explicitly. I would add um, the never-ending balance of trust versus tracking or trust versus monitoring for parents. You know, it's it's always going to be a never-ending balancing act. There are things some parents are cool with that other parents would freak out. There are some things that other parents freak out about but other parents um, you know th- those same parents may be cool with it so what works for you may not work for me or be okay for me uh in my analysis of things so there's always going to be gray area for where they you know people separate you know a fine line from trust versus tracking but where i think it's really easy to always be on the tracking side or the monitoring side is anything that's a game changer situation anything that's life or limb You know, I always use drinking and driving with teens, you know, high schoolers as the example. You have teenagers and adolescents, like it doesn't really matter, Um, you know, um, at at that level. If you know there's something bad that could happen, you need to monitor, you need to track, right? Because if you're really worried or you really suspect that, you know your kid may get behind the wheel of another kid who's been drinking like you know that's that's a really real situation, right? Like that's like a leading cause of death for adolescents and teenagers um, in motor vehicle accidents. So you would go ahead and you would totally track and monitor and take charge on that situation. So life or limb situations, like all bets are off. You can go ahead and um, you can flip the you can flip the, idea of being a tracker or a monitor a monitor um, monitor um, for them and you can flip that saying actually no I'm just being a trustworthy parent because someday you will have an 18 year old child and you will know that you know drinking and driving accidents when they go to parties are real and you'll know that you someday when you have your own 18 year old you will also keep a close eye on them because you don't want them you know dead in on the side of the road and so you can flip you know, for life or limb situations, you can flip the monitoring and the tracking. Uh, you can you can flip and spin the the um, label of that as being quote tr- a trustworthy, responsible parent, and you can um, you can explain it that way. And then everything else in the middle is obviously the juggling and the balancing act. But I think again, trust versus monitoring, trust versus tracking. This is the best way to break it apart and to talk about it openly and explicitly. You know, at school age, by the time, you know, they're even five or six years old, you're explaining, or even three or four years old, you're explaining, this is a joint us decision, this is a me decision, or this is a you decision, and why. And give the why, you know, based on appropriate age level. So, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you use it. It's really important. And we will see you next time. Building body, mind, soul. Find us online at ironmartialartsonline.com. It's a complete package for fitness, health, martial arts, parenting, psychology, meditation, spirituality, and more. We really are building body, mind, and soul.